Yo, welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts, Stephen and Kyle, and thanks for tuning back in with us today to come and hang out. Got a pretty cool episode on board. Kyle's put together for us today, but first we got to go through the business. So check us out on all your social medias: your Facebook, your Twitters, your YouTube, your Instagram. Come over and hang out with us. Just search up the Hollow Sky Podcast and you will run across us. If you have a creepy story you'd like to share with us, a paranormal experience, seen Bigfoot, possessed by the devil, uh, abducted by aliens, government cover-ups, seen a ghost, whistleblower of a government's conspiracy, call us or email us and let us know about it and we will share the story on in a future episode. But Kyle, how do they share that story with us? You can give us a call at one eight seven seven eight zero zero hollow or you can use your voice memo app on your smartphones, record your story, and then email it to us, and the email is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. Speaking of smartphones, if you listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, be sure to go over there and leave us a five-star rating and review, and we will gladly shout you out on here. Um... It's been kind of wonky lately. When you go to search us, you used to be able to just start typing the first few letters of our name and our podcast would pop up. Not so much anymore. You have to search, actually physically search the term Hollow Sky to even know that we're on there. So we're hoping if we get some ratings up that that will change. So if you would do that for us, that'd be dope. They're just trying to hold us back. Yeah. Try to keep us down. That's lame. Yeah, it's just kind of the way they go. But it's whatever. Yeah. Um, What else we got? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, be sure to share us with all of your weirdo friends that you think would be into it. Share an episode. Share the whole podcast. Just mention our names. Yeah, and that's probably the uh, best way you can help us right now is by sharing the episodes with all your friends and family. Anybody that you know... Or even think might even be relatively interested in us. Just share us with them. Yeah, that'd be dope. Also, we got some stickers. If anybody wants to buy some stickers to promote us that way, just hit us up on the socials and we will get them to you. Yeah, pretty dope. We're getting some new ones made too, so yeah, should have some new logos out there soon. And hopefully, we'll have enough funds to maybe make some shirts. Yeah, shirts are, shirts would be cool. But before we get to our super dope episode of the day, we have our listener experience. And that comes to us from Dylan in Jerseyville. Hey, fellas. Dylan from Jerseyville, Illinois. Steve's little brother. I got a uh, River Road story for you guys. This was probably... 2012, 2013, uh, going home on the Great River Road, heading north, it was probably about 1.30 in the morning, coming back from concert or something, and I was traveling in the slow lane, doing about 60, 65, and past Clifton Terrace, which I know you guys know where that is, and... Right as you pass Clifton Terrace, on the right lane, you know, slow lane, there's a, like a concrete 
embutment there that kind of holds back all the rocks and the bike trail runs above it and so just cruising you know not thinking about too much just kind of watching out for deer and everything being 1 30 in the morning and as i pass the embutment my headlights open back up and right on the white line is a man he's standing and it, it scared the shit out of me and this guy I mean, I'm in the slow lane, so, you know, he could have just took a step right out in front of me. But I remember this guy had khaki shorts on, no shirt, and had a red book, and it was open, and he had it pressed to his face with one hand, had his palm on the back of the book, and had it, as it looked like, as hard as he could shoved in his face. And, I mean, it just terrified me and I did I I don't know what I don't know if it was a spirit or what was going on but I didn't turn around to go see I just kept driving I didn't want to know what it actually was but I just want to share that with you guys keep up the good work love the podcast see ya So, yeah, thanks, Dylan, for your story. That is definitely odd. Like I was just telling Brady, it might not be paranormal, but it sure as hell isn't normal. That's fucking true. Um, Dude, I don't even know where to go with this one. I don't either. I mean, like we were saying, aside from it being a drunk asshole in the middle of the road, it is weird that he had a book pressed to his forehead. Yeah. It makes me think like maybe it was like the Bible or some shit, you know, yeah. he's just out there trying to find the Jesus. I mean, it's possible. What was there was there anything that you saw that would make you think that it was possibly a ghost or a spirit? Was he poss- like translucent or anything? He had khakis on. Yeah. That's true. I don't think too many ghost Cargo stories. Cargo shorts. Yeah, they're wearing khaki cargos. It was like my money's leaning just toward a drunk drunk dude walking the line. But if I drove up on that, that shit would freak me oh, out. Oh yeah. Sure. I definitely would have been scared because like Dylan was saying, he come around the corner and all of a sudden this guy's in the middle of the road and I mean he could have hit him. Yeah, oh easily. And then to make it even, you know, odder the fact that the dude had what most likely was a Bible slammed up against his forehead like he was trying to find Jesus. Just strutting. That's so weird. I pictured it in my head. I know the exact spot you're talking about, right where the concrete drops off. Yeah. I just drove it home the other day, Thanksgiving. So bizarre. It is extremely bizarre, and I'm glad you didn't cream him. Yeah, that would have been terrible. But maybe he, maybe that was his purpose of being out there. Maybe he wanted to find Jesus. I did meet a car driving... Uh, Northbound in the southbound lanes one time at the same spot. It's not paranormal, but it sucked. Yeah. So there's that. There's a lot of weird shit that seems to take place down there on the river road. Yeah. Just keep your eyes open when you're driving down there. For sure. Like I said, probably not paranormal, but definitely not normal. Not at all. Just, yeah, it's weird. I picture it in my, in my head. Like the dude just with the book. <laughs> His face jammed in the book, just strutting down the white line. Yeah, it'd be it would definitely be odd. 
But yeah, thanks Dylan for sharing your story. And yeah, I greatly else, appreciate it. Yeah. If anybody else has any, be sure to shoot them our way. Now on to the meat and potatoes of this episode. Kyle has got us a creepy topic he's put together here. It is strange. Now, it sucks. <clears throat> it does. Um, what is a, it, it's Kyle? A shame. It's a shame that we don't have Arnold with us. Arnold Palmer? No. Oh, I thought this was a golf story. No, Schwarzenegger. Oh. I mean, aside... Because he's a Terminator? Yeah. Uh, aside from the first time hearing about this in a sci-fi thriller movie being Predator, the other time that I heard about it, which I guess would be technically for real, was on Monsters Among Us podcast, and they kind of dubbed it the Shimmer Man but I'm going to relabel it and just go back to Predator because, A, it sounds cooler, and it's <laughs> one of my all-time favorite movies. <laughs> right up your alley. Yeah. Um, I don't know. In, in regards to these things, it doesn't seem like many people know what they are. But almost everyone who's encountered these these types of creatures or beings or whatever you want to call them, they all basically, ironically, have the exact same description. And they all go back to that film, The Predator. They say it almost has like a a heat wave, human shape, and it seems to have abilities to distort phone pictures so it can't be you know captured on any phone or camera or whatever. And... Like I was saying, as little of information as there is on these things, there's also plenty of accounts. And these accounts would definitely chill me to the bones. Um, The first account I have for you guys, it it took place on October 26th in 2014. And it was by a... He only identified himself as Greg from Dobson from North Carolina and he called into the legendary uh coast to coast radio and he had a wild story. RIP art. Yep, for sure. Like I said, one of the the most legendary radio shows out there. It it was it's basically the X-Files of radio. But anyways, he had an encounter with this thing around Nashville, Tennessee in 1993 to 94. He wasn't 100% sure. He said at first he felt something watching him as he was walking his dog. Now, as he's walking his dog, you know, he does what just about anybody would do. He he starts to peer around into the nearby woods, and, you know, he didn't see anything out of the ordinary, but he could hear leaves rustling in the trees. So, you know, of course, out of curiosity he started to scan the treetops in search of what was making all the noise. Greg then noticed something crouched down in the treetops. He says, The only way I could describe it, and I don't even know if the movie had come out yet, so I didn't know anything about it, but the movie Predator, where they saw that invisible creature. You could see the outline of everything, but you you could see right through it. 
Also, it was sitting at the very tops of the trees where it wouldn't hold the weight of a man by any means. That's that's weird. It is weird. And he notes that it was as big as a man, and as he stood there looking at it, he let go of the leash and took off running and yelled, Hey! As loud as he could as he began to get closer to this thing. Which is crazy, you know. But surprisingly, the thing began to flee across the treetops. Just running? I, that's what I'm picturing. On top of the trees? That or maybe like swinging from them like, like you know, Predator did in the movies. He claims it ran the length of a football field in no time, which, you know, obviously means that it's extremely fast. Then reality finally set in, and he asked himself what literally all of us are thinking right now. Why are you chasing this thing? After the um, So he stopped, So and then after the creature realized it wasn't being chased anymore, it turned back and looked at Greg one last time before disappearing into the woods. And that was that was Greg's account. So that was like the probably the first first notable experience of anybody coming forward with this. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that there there were earlier reports. There was one from like 1964 uh, or something like that, but probably the most notable since it was on coast to coast. Right. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure that aside from this account. Or from the nineteen sixty four account or whatever it was, like you're saying, this this is probably the one that kicked it all off because he yeah. called in the coast to coast, which is, you know, extremely well listened to. Um there was another one that I found from Reddit, and it was a woman who claimed she had seen it when she was around five years old. And oddly enough, a few times after that. So this thing made multiple appearances in her life. And this is her story. I was playing by the edge of the woods behind my grandmother's house. I played there often, and my grandma just kept an eye on me from the kitchen or living room because the house had huge windows that faced the woods. She would come out every once in a while just to see what I was up to. I was obsessed with digging in the dirt and collecting unusual rocks and arrowheads that littered the land where my grandmother lived. I should mention this is Midwest Illinois, not too far from Cahokia Mounds, so it's pretty close to home. Damn, that's right up my alley. Right. So finding arrowheads was actually not that uncommon. Anyway, that day I remember picking out a spot to dig. I had been out there for quite a while because I remember I had a pretty decent sized hole going when something caught my eye up in the tree that I was next to. I almost don't know how to explain it, but it looked like almost a heat wave coming off the branch of the tree. It was fall. I remember this because I had my pink jacket on and remember thinking that my mom was going to be pissed because I had dirt around the bottom of the arms from digging. I also remembered there being a lot of leaves on the ground. Anyway, I'm staring at this heat wave and realize it has a human shape. So I am five years old and wondering why there is an invisible man in the tree. I remember feeling scared but unsure what to do. Then it started moving and making a faint clicking sound. Weird. <laughs> That's fucking That creepy. sucks. <laughs> like, just like out of the movie. That is about the time that I decided that I was not supposed to be seeing this, and I hightailed it back to the house. My grandmother seen I was pretty shaken, and I remember telling her that I'd just seen an angel. 
In my five-year-old mind, I didn't know what else it could be. I had never heard of aliens or ghosts or monsters. So to me, it had to be an angel because that's all my little mind could think of. And that was her, the, her account from when she was five. Now, later on in life, which would be much later, here's the other portion of it. Um, one night I was up late doing laundry and other stuff. After the kids went to bed, I decided to take a smoke break before I myself went to sleep. I am back there on the porch, and I started hearing this faint clicking sound. No. I immediately looked Damn to the it, ditch. No. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately looked to the ditch because I had seen a groundhog out there a few days before and thought perhaps he was out there again. The yard is faintly lit from the outside light that is by the playground that is to the right of my back porch. I didn't turn on my porch light. I didn't normally. If I was just going out there for a quick smoke, I didn't see any groundhog or movement from the ditch. So I go back to smoking my cigarette. The faint clicking sound keeps happening and and a slight shift of movement makes me look up into the tree to the left of my porch. It's there. The same invisible thing I'd seen when I was five. It is like a distortion and in a humanoid shape. It is crouched down on the branch with an arm out holding onto the trunk of the tree. I couldn't believe it. I was like, is this happening? Has it come to kill me from seeing me or for seeing it all those years ago? All I could think about was my kids in the apartment sleeping. I ran in and slammed and locked the door. I ran to the kids' rooms and made sure all the windows are locked. Then I just turn out the lights in the living room and stare out the blinds at the tree to see if I could catch another glimpse of it. I sat there for about a good ten minutes and couldn't see anything. I began to think I am just tired and my mind was playing tricks on me. Just as I was finally talking myself down, my neighbor's dog comes running across the yard and starts barking at the tree at the same branch that I had seen this predator thing. That pretty much freaked me out because this dog was not a barker. I actually have never heard him bark at anything, even at the groundhog that was that had been hanging out at the ditch. This barking went on for a few minutes until I hear the neighbor lady who owns the dog calling back inside. The dog reluctantly turned to go back home, stopping every few feet to look back at the branch of that tree until he was out of my sight. I didn't sleep that night and have never seen anything like it again. Man, the... <clears throat> It's just so bizarre. That one, that one's, that one's even more bizarre because the dog actually reacts to it. And the clicking noises. The clicking noises, the humanoid, quote unquote, heat wave. And that description there. That area in or around Cahokia Mounds is so chalked full of history, and it's, it's a special place all to itself. Right. I mean, like for sure. You, I've been there. Tons of times. I drive by there all the time. And you go there and it just, it it feels like there's something different there. Right. When you're, you can walk up to the top of Monk's Mount and all kinds of stuff like that. It just, I'm sure it probably doesn't correlate with whatever this predator thing is, but it's just, if you have a chance to go there, make sure you swing in. It's free. Check the museum out. Walk up on the top of Monk's Mount. It's pretty dope. For sure. When- I digress. And anything, and you know, back to her story. It's 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 weird that it came back, which makes me wonder if something in the area is drawing it back, and she just happens to be there. You know it's what I mean? It's possible, but in all fairness, she also doesn't disclose her current location where she is when she's older in life. 
I keep coming up with like tons of questions, so I'm I don't know if I just need to hold them until no, all your let go. out. Because like, are any of these accounts? Do any of these things get like physical or get violent? Not from what I've read. So they're just watching. They're just watching. They're just watching. Do any of the accounts you've come across, do any of them correlate with uh, UFO sightings in the area? Um, I believe there was one. Because, like, if anyone has looked into David Politis and his missing 411 case, he's got some movies out. And the one that just came out, the one about the hunters, they have a case of a woman who came yeah, in that's the one. that's the one that I'm talking about that... It does have an account. Are you going to cover that one? The UFO. I didn't. I didn't write it down, but you had the story. So yeah. if you want to go ahead and share that story, go for it. I don't know. I'll have to find all the ins and outs of it. But um. I, I read over it so I can help. Um, you know, basically it was just from what I read. A woman was out hunting, and she was she was really excited to go hunting. You know, she's out there hanging out in the woods. Uh, sitting in up her tree, sitting up in her tree stand, she took a picture of her bow hanging from the the bow mount, and you know, uh, she's just sitting there listening to the the birds chirp and all, just all the animals and all the noises the woods have to offer. And she she got bored because there was really no uh, deer activity. So she starts texting on her phone. You know, she's just texting her friends and and whatnot. Well, she notes that all of a sudden, all the animal or all the noises of the woods goes quiet. That's never a good sign. No, but she initially wasn't scared. She, you know, she thought that maybe it was like a black bear or a panther or some type of predator entered the area, which is common. You know, you. you a big giant predator enters enters an area and most of the animals shut up because they don't want to be put on the dinner menu. Yeah, they don't want to get eaten. Right. And she even and what's kind of cool about that is she even immediately texted her the, her friend who she was currently talking to about it. She's like, "Oh, this is weird. You know, the woods just went really really quiet. Something strange is going on." Doesn't think anything about it. So she's sitting there for a little bit longer. And she notices like this. She described it as like a a saran wrap looking object, kind of going through the trees. And she tr- so she tried taking a picture of it. Yeah, she said it had really like excessively long arms, and it was kind of moving from branch to branch with these arms. Right. It kind of made me think of like maybe an orangutan <clears throat> kind of. You know how they swing from tree to tree. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I thought. Um. She took a picture. Yeah, she took a picture of it, and the picture was all types of weird. Yeah. I mean, it just it didn't turn out at all, and then it did something to the file size itself. Yeah, I can't. I wish I could remember exactly. It, it, what was, it was almost like I don't know. It just it completely disrupted <laughs> the functions of her phone. Yeah, like the amount of pixels the picture was taken in could not physically be done on the kind of phone that she had. Right. It was something of that nature. Like, it completely changed the entire format of her cell phone. Yeah. The picture that she took of whatever was in the trees should not exist. Exactly. And then not long after um, 
this object passed, she took another picture and her phone worked just fine. And she, I think in that picture she took one of herself. And then she also took a picture of where she's seen this object crossing through the trees. And basically that way she had a comparison of, you know, the picture after the fact and during the, the encounter. And obviously during the encounter, there was, there was no detail of anything. It was almost like somebody put something in front of like, uh, saran wrap slash like when you are out in a parking lot and you see like gas and water and it has that like shimmery sheen. Yeah. Like that's kind of what this picture looks like. And, uh, but I don't know. It's strange. And then, so that I forget what time that, that ended her encounter there, but it was like literally 20 minutes later over at the school. There's kids out there practicing in marching band and one I mean they're all kind of you know the monotony of the constant practice is setting in so one of them's getting kind of distracted and they see this object in the sky and it's moving she she says to the right so I don't really know what direction that is for her but she says moving left to right and she said as it's moving it is steadily shrinking. It's getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And then it finally disappears. And then not long after that, it reappears, but now it's an amber color. So at first it was like this bright, like a a white light. And then it turned to amber. Hmm. And a couple of the people in the band actually seen it too. So there's a little bit of cooperation there. But that would be the only one that I've noticed where a possible UFO sighting is linked to, because, you know, like the lady was saying that it was about 20 to 30 minutes after her encounter in the woods, the marching band then saw this object in the sky. Yeah, that's kind of why I asked, because that's the one story that I'm, vaguely familiar with right. as far as these predator encounters go. So I was wondering if any of these other people had had any encounter with a UFO or lights in the sky when they saw them. So. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but in all fairness, and not to undermine anything you've just said, but in all fairness, how many people are going to be looking at the sky after they see what they think is fucking predator? Yeah, I'd be running the fuck That's out That's what there. I'm saying. I'd be so scared. See you. I wouldn't be paying attention to any other detail around me. I'd just be wanting to know where that thing's at. Yep. And I wouldn't say that whatever this stuff is is malicious because there's actually a story that I'll get into in a little bit where a man actually has a gun with him. It's weird that they're just watching. It is weird. That's even more bizarre. You know, and I don't remember exactly the story from Monsters Among Us. But I, if I remember correctly, there was a the 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 couple that seen this stuff. They seen it in the woods, at like a rest stop or something like that. And he was wondering if it might have been a military operation. That's what I was thinking too. Like maybe it's some sort of military cloaking device they've got that they're testing out. But it doesn't explain like why they're just out in the middle of the damn woods. 
or the the ability to move through treetops like that. Yeah, but I that's mean, if the, that's got, the one curveball for me. If they've got cloaking devices and everything else, they probably have some sort of weird ass anti gravity bullshit. That they're that's using what too. I mean. That's the only thing it could be is some type of anti gravity. I just, which I mean, I I totally believe that, uh, some type of cloaking device like that could be out there. Oh yeah, I'm sure it already exists. I just don't understand why they're choosing these random, like unnotable encounters with people just out in the middle of the woods. Yeah. You want a cloaking device to work? Throw that motherfucker in the middle of a mall or something. See if anybody sees it. Right. You know what I mean? Put them out in a hockey game or some shit where there's thousands <laughs> of people. See if it works. It's just, it's almost creepier to me that they're just looking, that they're just they're watching. on the outskirts and watching. Because how like many times, studying. I know you spend tons of times in the woods with your job. Yeah. I spend a ton of time in the woods traipsing around, mushroom hunting, and all this other shit. How many times have you been in the woods by yourself and you get that feeling? Oh, dude. I'm telling you right now. watching you. I'm telling you right now. Anytime, anytime you go out into the woods by yourself, you automatically feel like you're being watched. Yeah, and what? And it's fucking weird. And you're never looking like, you'll never see an invisible predator creature watching you because they're invisible. Well, on top of that, if if they are, if they mostly stick to the treetops, you're not going to scan the treetops. That's the last place you're going to look. You're going to scan the immediately, you know, the immediate vicinity around you because that's where we're used to things being, especially in our neck of the woods. I mean, you know, we're, we're just now realizing, at least to my knowledge, we're just now realizing that we have cats in the area, like predatory cats. So, you know, before that, before my knowledge in that anyways, I never would have thought to even look up because what other predator aside from a cat is basically going to get you from an elevated position. The predator. Well, yeah, there's him. Thunderbird. And the, yeah, I mean, I guess you're proving <laughs> me wrong. I'm Pterodactyl. <laughs> but, you know, nevertheless, it's fucking strange. And I wouldn't want a personal encounter with this thing no. because it would scare the shit out of me. It's even, like, like I said, it's even more bizarre that it's just hanging out watching. I wonder if when if when Old Boy saw it start moving, if it made any sound. That's like, a good question. Like, did it interact with the trees? Like, when it's walking on the trees, did the trees move? When it's swinging through the trees, did the trees move? Like, I, I would assume, because every other story where they've seen the movement have relatively been the same. Kind of like that swinging ape-like maneuverability between the trees. Yeah. You know, his was the only one where... Dude, but he, but he didn't out, say. He didn't say if it was... If I'm out in the damn woods and I start <clears throat> hearing a clicking noise, I'm probably going to shit myself. Oh, yeah. Especially if it sounds like the movie. I'm just going to run here. away. Yeah. Somewhere. And I don't even know at that point... Why even run? Your only option is to shit yourself. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) And just hope that... And just let him know that you're you're an inferior species (laughs) and there's no point in hunting you. Hopefully when it happens, he thinks it's it's like your defense mechanism. And he's like, oh, damn. (laughs) This sucks. It's like eating a bug that's like a stink bug. (laughs) Right. Predator's like, I ain't even going to fuck with that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But anyways, back to the story. Uh... I've got another account 
which is a pretty good one. I like the story. It's also from um, a Reddit user, and it goes as followed. He posts how he was in western Washington State, had been out on patrol looking for clandestine drug dealers in the area. He says he was on a patrol. (laughs) Already shady. Yeah. And this was at his own personal homestead, which is kind of fucking strange. But anyways... He says he was out on patrol and had his rifle with him because the drug dealers usually have a tendency to lean towards violence, which is pretty common. But on one of his patrols around his property, he says he passed an ancient cedar tree, which it had been he you know, he'd been past it about a million times. So he knew exactly where this was at. It was nothing new. He decided to take a seat and rest for a little bit. As he sat under the tree, he be, you know he was just uh, being relaxed, kind of taking in. The beauty of nature. And he said he felt almost like he started to enter like a zen state of mind. And that he felt genuinely wonderful. It's cool to be out in nature. For sure. Especially when it's... Sucking it up. Yeah. Hunting drug dealers. <laughs> yeah, you, know? you got that go for you. <laughs> but uh, he then opened his eyes and rolled his head back to the right to look out into a grove of uh, alder trees. Glancing upwards, he saw a humanoid shape. It was roughly 15 feet up in the air. It had a distinct human head, neck, and shoulders, but no bottom, almost like it faded away. Once again, he claims the only way he can describe it is to the Predator films. He says at the edges, it seemed reality itself was embossed in that shape. He stared at it for about five seconds before dread filled him. He began to become genuinely scared. He fled the area quickly, but he also found something strange later on. He said at the bottom of a ravine, which would be in the in the same area, he found there was a large old growth of trees. Now, every time he would get close to this ravine or enter this ravine, he said it would become very windy, which is strange what? because you're in a ravine and it's full of old trees so you got lots of big wind blocking trees but every time he approached it he said that it would become windy and he's the way he described it is he's talking 30 to 40 mile an hour winds and then he also ended up finding a large hole in the ground in the shape of an l and it was surrounded by large strange scratches that's Weird. Yeah, and that that was the end of his story. He kind of just kind of, I guess, just tapered off and bounced. Why? Hey, why in the hell would you go back? He's been there many times. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, How many more warning signs do you need? Giant fucking hole, scratches all around it. The wind even picks up. It's like, hey, get the hell out of here. Right. He's like, no, I'm gonna check it again. And to boot, he even noted that every single time he enters this area. He lets it be known, whatever's here is not welcome to follow me home. Oh, yeah, because the predator takes orders from fucking Johnny. He might be thinking that it's not a physical creature. Yeah, like a... He might be worried of like a spiritual thing. Yeah, probably not that. I don't think so either, but... He's just covering his bases. For sure. If it is a demon, he's like, you stay out here at the L-hole. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm gonna go home. Yep, exactly. 
You hang out with all your scratches. Yeah. You just keep digging this fucking hole and yeah. creeping in the woods and I'll be back in three weeks to go down this path again. Yeah, for whatever reason. Um, there was another story and it, it it's a pretty odd one. I, I like it though. Um, they said, as I stared at this shape, I realized that I did not know what I was looking at. I knew it wasn't a deer. It wasn't any animal. As my brain tried to comprehend what I was looking at, it became more clear the longer I stared. What I saw had the shape of a man, but it was not a man. It was not see-through as a ghost. The only way I can describe it was that it was like standing water, but it didn't cast a shadow. It didn't have any glare to it as the light was on it. It did not reflect the light. That was the only way I can see it because it had the shape of a human and I could make that out because of the defined edges and curves. Only because of its outline was I able to make out what I was looking at. When I realized that I was looking at a human shape, I noticed the posture was similar to a person skulking or sneaking. It was hunched over a little and one of its arms were frozen in place in front of it as though it knew we saw it and it froze its position to try to be undetectable. And that was the end of their story. But that's fucking weird because it's almost like being a little kid and somebody sees you and you're like, oh shit, just don't move. Yeah, it's... it's Okay, you would think that if it's got cloaking capabilities and invisibility capabilities, that it would be like the superior being. Right. You know, you call it the predator. It'd be the superior predator. But every time it's seen, what do they do? They run the fuck away. Yeah. Every single time. Which is even more confusing. It is. You know, if it's watching people to hunt people, you know, because you hear a lot of theories that, like, all these people that are going missing, that these predator creatures could possibly be the ones taking them. Right. But you're getting instances of people actually putting eyes on them and then they run away. But in all fairness, maybe see we don't know the okay, let's let's just assume that they are linked to the all these missing people. You would think that there would have to be or there would be some type of vetting process. Because it doesn't seem like they're taking these people out of necessity. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe so, they're observing some of these people and... Just to see which ones they want. Exactly. And, and maybe true. maybe just to learn about us. you know, may, Or maybe, maybe they're taking certain people for certain tests. That's or true. we don't know. We have no idea what their motives are behind anything that they do. As far as I'm aware, a lot of this information, there's not much information on them as a a physical being. It's all just encounters. Yeah, that's bizarre. It's kind of frustrating, but at the same time, I mean, that's kind of the world we live in. There's just a lot of encounters on things. If they could be explained, it wouldn't be that interesting. Right. But but it, it is... It is weird how they are very, very, very observant. It seems to be, just, and they just, stick to the they stick to the trees, which is also fucking weird. Yeah, 
just weird that they always bounce as soon as people put eyes on them. Right. All right, so she she also states that what she saw was the shape of a man. It it was hunched over as if caught red-handed. We saw that it was cloaked like the predator, but it didn't have a jagged camouflage look. The thing we saw had a smooth look. It was like standing water without the reflective aspect, and its outside shape was smooth and definitive. I don't know what we saw, but I do know it was real. I have been really guarded about this experience and have only told a few people because I know how skeptics are. I am one of them. Yet I cannot refute what we saw. It was real. Nevertheless, whatever it was or is, we saw it. There is no doubt in my mind or in my husband's. Yes, it was dark, but the spotlight was exceptional with its quality, and there was no mistaking what we saw being confused with any shadows. Strange light reflections, optical illusions, gas leaks, ghosts, or any other possible phenomenon. The cloaking capabilities were of absolute exceptional clarity. It bent the light in such a way that it looked like the surrounding environment without any flaws, save for the outline of the man-humanoid being. Aside from distinctive outline, we would not have been able to detect that anything was there at all. Now, if light affects the cloak in daylight, then more people will have more sightings. However, I have a sneaking suspicion that our spotlight defected the cloaking mechanism in such a way that we were able to detect the outline because of it. And that was the end of her story. That's something I didn't think about. Is that a lot of people are experiencing these in the nighttime. So maybe there is something to the light being a part of it. The one hunter that we talked we discussed earlier... I think she's seen it right before it started to get dark. Yeah, it was like dusk, yeah. if I remember correctly. <clears throat> it's a strange case, man. I don't. I don't have any idea. Like I don't either. My brain says, all right, maybe it's some military shit that they're working on. They're testing out. Which, I mean, is like I'm... A hundred percent into the military has cloaking capabilities, but oh, sure. why would they have a single or what we think is a single person out in the woods, randomly fucking with hunters, dog walkers, people of that nature? Hell, there was even an account that I, I read where um, the dude was saying that he counted like thirty of them in his backyard. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah, that he'd just sit there and watch them. That's terrifying. For sure. But I'm with you. I I don't want to rule out the military. No. I just don't think it is. Do they have the abilities? Absolutely. Is this what these people are seeing? Not likely. Probably not. In my brain, not likely. Is it aliens? That'd be my best guess. I'm sure they also have the same, if not more advanced, invisibility cloaking for sure. Capabilities. Absolutely. Which would also explain why they're just watching. Just kind of taking it in, seeing what these, like, man, what's this human doing just traipsing out through the woods all by himself? That doesn't seem very safe. Right. 
Could it be interdimensional beings? My personal favorite, which is probably just as probable as aliens. We don't know what kind of interdimensional beings look like and the way that these things just kind of dissipate and pass in and out of this reality. Because whatever it is, I don't think it's from like a spiritual realm or anything like that. It almost sounds like, I mean, other than it being some type of ability, it almost sounds like technology. The only thing that makes me not think it's technology is the way that they describe it so fluidly blending with the rest of its surroundings. You know, you would think, I guess it's because I'm comparing it to the Predator. Yeah. That you would, like, you could see the difference. You know what I mean? Like what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I do. I mean, but, uh, I mean, for the same, almost the exact same argument, just on the other end of the spectrum, like in my mind, all you have to do to get this technology right is understand light. Yeah, just basically bending light. That's it, yeah. Could could it be ghosts? I don't think so. You know, because, I mean, who here is to say what a fucking ghost looks like? I mean, you got a point, but you I don't I mean? see it. You know what I mean? Everybody says, here's ghosts, and they think, oh, there's a fucking, you know, Civil War soldier marching through the cemetery, or there's a woman in early 1900s dress walking down the hallway. But who's to say that... The spiritual energy can't take the form of these weird-ass things. Their favorite movie. Yeah. Of whatever wants to beat up Arnold Schwarzenegger. See, I, I'm, I'm not with that one. That's you don't one think it's, no, that's not you don't think it's ghosts? No, because... I'm just throwing it out there. No, I appreciate it. Um, I just don't think... I just don't buy it. And I don't buy it because of... The tree aspect. Yeah, it's definitely sentient because sure. it responds to being seen. Yeah, like like this one was saying how they looked like it was sneaking around when they saw it and it just froze in hopes that, most likely in hopes that their eyes would <laughs> kind just, of readjust where they, like it became like, oh shit, did I really just see that? Did I see that saran wrap orangutan f- <laughs> flying through the trees? <laughs> nah, I'm good. Yeah. That's probably what I, and then I'd be like, I'm going to bed. But the thing that really messes with me is the clicking noises. Like yeah. That, if it's an alien and that it's, says not human, it's clicking. Like, I don't know. That, that for some reason, that just terrifies me. It's like, yeah, hey, look over it's here. Like the fucking movie. Look over here. And that's exactly what he does in the movie. Yeah, sucks. And then he kills everything you got three red hollow dots on your forehead yeah except for arnold arnold makes it out spoiler yeah but whatever although i don't think i can fucking spoil that movie too soon (laughs) (laughs) it's a it's a good one check it out so yeah i don't have any idea what these things are i don't either but but it is it is a super fun story what i do know is that we're getting a lot of new listeners locally and I know a lot of people around here spend a lot of damn time in the woods. For sure. So if this podcast falls Please on the ears of anyone that has think that they've seen some sort of light anomaly trucking through the trees while you're out 
hunting, traipsing through the woods, please get at us. And on that note, for the woman on Reddit near Cahokia, which is just up the road from us, if this podcast falls on your ears, please send us an email. Hell we would yes. love to talk to you. That would be so dope. Absolutely. So if you hear this, email us at holoskypodcast at gmail.com. We would love to talk to you. Absolutely. Like, and get your encounter on the podcast about this. But with that being said, I don't want to see a predator. I mean, I would, since it's not killing people. Yeah. But if it wanted to kill me, I'd probably not want to see it. I don't think we're worthy adversaries. Oh, came out running. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, if anyone else has seen something similar, please get at us and let us know. If you have a different creepy story you'd like to share, also get at us. And hit us up on our socials, the Facebooks, the Instagrams, the YouTubes, the Twitters. And just stop in and say hi. Follow us. Share us with all your friends. And just keep on keeping on. Until we meet again, be safe out there and let's get weird.